Hello, my friend, and welcome back to Squidge the Podcast. We are doing another solo episode today, so it's just me. And today I'm going to be talking about the squidginess of staying true to yourself while also building a business. And the reason why this topic is close to my heart is because I went through it. I realized the different ways that I ended up leaving myself a little bit in the in the process of building my business and how I struggled after seven years to find my way back. And so I think it's just a really good topic to uh, definitely talk about. Uh, we're coming into the new year shortly, and hopefully it'll just give you some questions and some things to think about as you maybe go into building your own business or even in the work that you're creating. Of course, this can be applied to anything. Maybe it's art that you create or even just how you show up in the world. So hopefully you'll take something away from this. So let's just get into it. I'm going to cover five different tips that uh, will help you stay true to yourself while also building your business. So it was about three years into creating my photography business that I found myself spiraling away from why I began in the first place. But it didn't happen overnight. It was like little decisions here and there that took me further and further away from why I started this work in the first place. I thought that you know, in order to make the money, I had to do a certain thing. In order to get the clients, I had to do a certain thing. I was taking on the workshops, going to all the conferences, you know, looking at workbooks, reading success magazines and manuals, and really just building based off of what I was learning. But at no point during that three years or four years as I was building my business, did I ever stop to ask myself, okay, but is this right for me? You see, the thing was that a lot of the things that I implemented in building my business, they were followed by a statement of, oh, I should do this. And the key word there is should. Anything you think you should do is possibly not in alignment with you. Now, let me be clear, it might be, but I think it's important for you to sit with it and see if it is actually for you or if you're feeling pressure to do a certain thing. Now, here's the main thing. I don't regret the path my business took because I do believe everything happens for a reason and you get where you are um, regardless of how it takes to get there. So maybe I sped up the process or I slowed it down. I'll never know. I did what I did and here we are. And I mean, now I teach other creatives how to ask the right questions to get back to the heart of what they do and why they do it. So ultimately, you know, it worked out. But it was interesting, though, as I started to ask questions about myself and why I was doing the things I was doing, I felt a lot of fear rise up within me. Like, because I had built this name for myself in the boudoir world and in my city, I was worried that if I changed the way I was doing things, would clients still continue to book? Would I still have money coming in? Would I still be liked by other photographers? Would I would I cease to have the validation that I was getting? All of these things were really real. And I think that's something that we don't actually talk a lot about in the business world or in, at least in the creative world. 
is the fear that surrounds the loss of something you've gained. Now, when I first started out, I was able to do a lot of the creative projects I was doing to, you know, play around with the idea of no Photoshop, to uh, talk more vocally about politics or things like that, because nobody really knew who I was. There was less things for me to lose, or it seemed there was less things for me to lose, which is why I want to talk about this now, because it will be easier for you to start your business off knowing your values and asking and building in a system of asking yourself questions along the way instead of waiting until you get so far off your path that when you do make changes, you will sacrifice some things. But it's not all bad. Okay, so my fears were valid. If I changed the things, would clients still book? If I changed the type of art I was creating, would they still be interested? If I stopped or started talking about different things, would people be mad at me? That fear kept me on a path that wasn't me for another two to three years. I kept creating art that made me money, which I'm not going to fault myself for because it was something I had to do. And, you know, Sometimes we just need to make some money. But what it did do was it did cause me to, you know, eventually burn out in my business because the whole reason why I got into it was no longer there. I realized it was kind of like they say if a, a pilot makes one tiny small course correction in their path, they're going to end up at a totally different destination than where they started. And that's exactly what, uh, or not different than where they started. Of course, they'll be somewhere different than where they started. They will be different than where they had planned. And that is exactly what happened with me. And so uh, as I started rebuilding my business after taking, you know, the pandemic gave me some time and space away to ask some questions and look at what I was doing, I was able to start to recognize, like, how can I bake myself into my business so that way I am always asking myself questions and staying true to myself, my vision for the work that I want to create and not letting fear drive the bus. And so here are just five tips that kind of help me do that. So the first one, and I've talked about that before in this podcast, is to define your values. And this is really, really important because with the onset of social media specifically, you're going to come under fire for so many different things. Either you do things a certain way or you don't do things a certain way. Either way, there are going to be people out there that don't actually know who you are that are going to make you feel bad about the things that you're doing. And it's important for us to have values that we know what they are because these can become our pillars. It can help you have confidence in the actions and choices that you're making when there is a lot of peer pressure to do something different than what you actually want to do. Again, without any values or knowing what your values are, it's really easy to should all over yourself. So understanding values will help you understand why certain methodologies or maybe sales tactics don't sit super well with you. Um, and the thing is, it's not to say that those people were doing anything wrong where, from where I was learning from. They just had different values than me. That's it. It's just different. It's not bad. My way isn't good. It's just different than that. But when I would buy all these courses and try all these things, I expected the exact same results. 
but it never fit right because that wasn't who I was. So I realized in doing a values exercise, which you can find on my website and I will link in the show notes, uh, is that my core values are education, empathy, curiosity, and authenticity. These are four things that are really important to me in not just the work that I create, but also the way that I show up, the way that I work through certain things, the way that I talk about certain issues, and so on. And I think it's really important for us to know that because, again, other people are going to be pressuring you to maybe react in a certain way or to behave in a certain way. But if you can stay true to your values, you're staying true to yourself. Okay, so now when I want to share something or promote something, I'm going to use my values to help me do it. In the past, I might share something when I was angry and it would come out angry. Essentially, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it would be like a diary entry. Essentially, um, I'd see something online, it would make me upset, and I'd post it and just be like, Oh my god, this makes me mad. But then I would feel squidgy about how it landed. And I realized a big part of that was I was just sharing defaultly without thinking through, Okay, this is important to me. How do I want to share this content uh, in order to get what outcome that I want? So now if you go back and you'll look through my work that I've created, most of my posts will include some form of education or some sort of curiosity and most definitely a version of authenticity, like you'll know it's me because of the way that I talk. Previously, though, it would have been probably a whole bunch of authenticity of me just blurting out what I wanted to say really angrily, but it would never get me the outcome that I wanted. So now if I want to share something I'm passionate about, I just make sure that it falls in alignment with my values. If you know what your values are, it literally makes you stop and say, okay, do I need to buy this thing that I think I need to buy because everybody else has it? Will it help me? So in my case, will it help me create more education? Will it help me improve my empathy? Will it help me get more curious? Or will it help me be more authentic? And if the answer is no to those, then maybe it's not something that's going to help me in my business the way that I want my business to be. So yeah, basically... For me, if it's not something I'm qualified to educate on, I'm not going to speak on it. If it can hurt someone else, I'm not the one to talk about it. If I don't get curious about why I'm sharing it, talking about it, doing it, then enough thought hasn't gone in for me to do the thing. And most importantly, if I'm sharing something in a way that I think I have to share it, it obviously isn't authentic to me. So I just don't do it. So again, go do the values exercise that's on my website. It's part of the series I did on mindset tools for creatives. It's one of five different ones to do, but uh, that one is by far my absolute favorite. So again, it's linked in the show notes. So go check it out. So the second thing is also really important, and that is to set realistic goals that work for you. And that last bit is the key part there, that work for you. 
people that, um, you know, would watch me early on in my career would say like, oh my God, I'm so jealous of you. You do so many things. You're knocking things off left, right, and center. You're just like making things happen all the time. I wish I had a fraction of that. But at no point do people stop to consider that my lifestyle allows me to do that. You see, I don't have any kids. I have a pretty independent husband. I have less overhead risk because my partner and I share our finances, etc. Because of this, I'm able to work a lot more hours than most people and therefore I can do a lot of things. And you know what? As my life has changed, my goals have also changed, particularly the pace at which I want to achieve them. So when you're setting goals for yourself, I want you to encourage the goal to be more process focused than outcome focused because it has to work for you and your lifestyle. Yes, there's something to be said for getting to a goal sooner than planned, but not if it comes at the cost of your relationships, your mental and physical health, and so on. So if you have to accommodate kids, partners, multiple jobs, friends, parents, etc., you're going to have a different set of goal timelines than myself and a bunch of other creatives. And that's okay. Now that I'm prioritizing a slower life, I prioritize my life over my business. My own goals have slowed down and I'm focusing more on the process than I am on getting that goal just to check it off and move on to the next one. So I really want you to look at when you are goal setting going into the new year literally sitting down and maybe even with your partner or your family or looking at the situation that's in front of you and saying like, okay, I want to do this thing. Is there a way that I can extend the deadline for it to happen? Is it okay if it doesn't happen in a year, et cetera, et cetera. Be more conscious about showing up and doing the work daily than you are about achieving it on some arbitrary date. Okay. Okay. All right. So the third tip is to know your target audience and make sure you aren't changing for them. So it's really important for you to understand your customers' needs, preferences, and pain points because this allows you to tailor your products and services accordingly. And in this day and age, I'd like to think that this goes beyond our usual demographics of age and location and so on. Now, I think it's more about the particular folks and their pain points. And I mean, like, for example, if you're listening to this, you're probably a creative entrepreneur. You probably like learning about psychology or body image and self-development, possibly a photographer, artist, etc. And that's why you're here. And I find it really hard to talk about anything that doesn't interest me. <laughs> so my hope is that by me becoming a lighthouse for those types of things that I love to talk about, the people that resonate with me are going to find me. And to be honest, their age doesn't matter. Now, when I was doing boudoir photography, their age mattered a little bit because I didn't want to photograph anybody under the age of 18 here in Manitoba, which is the age of consent. All right. So, yeah. And you know what? I found this really cool blog post. Again, it will be linked in the blog that corresponds to this blog post on my website um, on Pinterest. But it's about like different brand archetypes. And it kind of helps you see where you fit on the wheel. And it kind of takes into account the values that we already talked about. But I think the key thing here is recognizing like 
your target audience might change as you do. This is for the multi-passionate, um, you know, if you're, you do human design and you're a manifesting generator, your target audience is probably going to change as quickly as you do. So trying to appeal to the same people when you've moved on is going to be really hard for you. Own up to who you are. This is where self-awareness is key, understanding who you are. And again, those values that you have and what is important to you and not changing just because your previous target audience is requesting that, okay? I mean, when I first started out, I was doing traditional boudoir and that was my target audience, getting people in that were doing it maybe for a wedding present for their partner. But very quickly, I learned that that wasn't my target audience. I actually wanted folks that never saw themselves represented in photography. So that became my uh, target audience, which is a very different pain point than somebody needing to get their partner uh, present for their wedding, right? So very different messaging. And I found I had to change myself for the first one, but I didn't have to change myself for the second one. So yeah, get clear on yourself so you can get clear on who you are talking to. All right, number four, build those strong relationships. And so I like to look at like Taylor Swift and Beyonce. They're so wildly good at marketing. And a huge reason for that is because they pour back into their fans. One of the things I see new creative business owners do is leave things up to the algo. Like they are worried so much about the algorithm that they're not thinking about what can I do within my community in person. Uh, one of the things that helped me get my business off the ground, aside from blogging consistently to make sure my, my website became number one on Google, was supporting other businesses. This looked like buying locally, attending events, even though I despise networking. I'll have a whole blog post on the squishiness of networking in the future. And connecting with people through different local classes. The other thing that helped me build these relationships was honestly to, again, be myself and be okay with whomever stuck around. I dressed like I wanted to dress when I did go to networking events. I never dressed how I thought I should. I made sure to make the jokes that I wanted to make, talk about the things that are important to me and not shy away from it. And I always like to think that if I'm my most authentic self, then I allow space for the other people to show up that way as well. And it's quite a beautiful thing when we can do that. So if you are fearful of networking, here's just a quick tidbit. Take my advice and ask to do a job at the networking event. So this can look like hosting a photo booth or taking tickets at the door or passing out food. I don't know. If you can find a purpose to being there, it makes it a thousand times easier because people are coming up to you instead of you going to the people. So that's just a little side tip. Now, whether it's online or offline, it's important to continue to foster those relationships, liking and sharing your clients and prospective clients' posts and content and engaging with people in your comment section. You need to be there for them if you want them to be there for you and showing up as your true self and yeah, just being yourself in those spaces will allow people to get to know you and therefore open up themselves a bit more as well. 
All right, the fifth and final one should be no surprise, but this is going to be prioritizing your self-care. Ah, this is so, 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 so important. It is so easy to get wrapped up in your business that you forget about yourself as a person. So take it from me, someone who burned out on doing their literal favorite thing in the world and pushed their body to the brink. You need to prioritize yourself. No one is going to do this for you. By prioritizing self-care, you're going to be able to stay in a critical thinking frame of mind instead of a fear-based thought process. This means you're going to make decisions out of strategy instead of scarcity. The moment we are hungry or thirsty, tired, or any other version of stress, our critical thinking shuts off, and it is really hard to make positive business decisions when we are in a state of stress. And in this climate, we are stressed a lot. So prioritize taking time away from social media, moving your body, going to bed early, making time for friends, yes, laughing a lot, spending time with your pets, your family, etc. It is essential that you put yourself first because you are the most important thing in your business. Practicing self-care will help you realize that you are more important than your business, which makes it harder to fall into imposter syndrome or comparison as you work towards creating this business of your dreams. So prioritizing your self-care will remind yourself that who you are as a person as a person, is a person. This is so important because so many of us get into the line of work that we do because we're givers that we, for a very long time, never saw ourselves as equally deserving of self-care as the people we serve. Well, the times are a change in my friend and you need to take that back because you are no good to anyone if you do not take care of yourself and you are definitely no good to your business if you are down, okay? So prioritize that self-care. So in a world where we can literally be anything, I get it. It can be incredibly overwhelming. So we tend to fall into the trap of looking at how other people did it first and believing that their way is the right way. But doing that takes us off course from who we are truly meant to be, especially if we're not asking questions along the way. With social media and the internet, we get to hear every single possible perspective, and that noise can drown out our truth. The main tool you can use as you build your beautiful business is to ask yourself why and use positive inquiry at every opportunity to everything that you are doing. Understanding your motives is not only going to give you the clarity and understanding you need to move in the direction of your wildest dreams, it's also going to give you fodder for your marketing to explain with like conviction why you do the things you do in your business and make the decisions you do. You're going to be able to explain it and build that value so much more for the clients that you're serving. All right, so that, my friends, is the squidginess of staying true to yourself while building a business. Hopefully, this will give you some food for thought and help you move forward in building that glorious business of yours. Uh, if you liked the what you listened to here today, feel free to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Check out the links in the show notes, and I hopefully will see you next week. Bye!